and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And to the show, we've got data day. And we are digging into the Queenstown property market, talking about is it a good place to invest? And we've got a question from a listener of the show who says, podcast question, Queenstown area seems to be a bit behind the property market downturn. Why is it? Do you think they're going to follow suit with the rest of New Zealand? And what does history say about Queenstown's resistance to house price falls? Does it make it a good investment? We're going to answer that today, but we haven't done a data day in a while. I know, you've kind of been off the boil with your data. It's data day. (laughs) You'll be pleased to have it back. I'm glad that we're videoing this one so people can see you doing your darts. They can see what I see every time we do the data data day day darts. Right, so we're going to rip into it because I've crunched some data for you guys. Now, of course, we do have some visuals for you guys watching on YouTube, for you guys listening to the podcast. Hey, I'm going to explain it all to you. Now, one of the interesting things is Queenstown is in the top 20% most resistant places in New Zealand, and by I mean resistant to these house price falls. So I've crunched the data looking at every council district in New Zealand, looking at how far each of them have fallen from their individual property market peak. We've run the numbers for all 66 council regions. So you're, you're not talking just about this one, but you're talking about previous ones as well? So what's happened is that the New Zealand property market peaked in November, right? But not every single region or council area peaked in November as well. So if I look at Auckland, for instance, they peaked in February 2022, whereas if we look at Tasman District, they peaked in March 2022. If we look at Wellington City, that property market peaked in October 2021. And so I've calculated the falls based on when was the individual peak, because that's going to tell us really how far has each property market fallen from that peak, not from when the whole country peaked, because that could skew the data a bit. And when I've ranked each of the regions from the biggest falls to the lowest falls, we can see that there are a couple of regions that haven't had any house price falls at all. In fact, they've increased in value. So that's places like Grey District on the West Coast, Hurunui, Kaikoura, they're both in Canterbury, Otrahonga up in the Waikato, Timaru, Waimate, even Ashburton has had the tiniest of tiny falls in house prices. So there are some regions or council areas that have been extremely well protected. And here's Queenstown only fallen 1.42% from their peak, only peaking a couple of months ago in July 2022. It's nothing. And when you think about the area, it is quite expensive housing. So I would have thought that maybe that would have had a harder hit than that. So it's surprising data. Well, especially with some of the things that have caused those house price falls like triple CFA, which makes it harder to get larger and larger mortgages. Well, also, you know, with things like COVID, where they've been affected by tourism so greatly, I expected they'd drop to be further. We're going to come back to that. All but right. let's compare that to some of the areas that have fallen most. We can see here Upper Hutt City down 21.5% since their peak in October and Wellington City down 19.86%. Which is interesting. And why you're seeing when there's newspaper articles talking about negative equity, they tend to be focused around the Wellington region. Well, it's quite interesting. Let's get back to that map because you can see that a lot of the areas that have had the biggest falls have been in the Wellington region. Now, I feel... Somewhat, I was going to say good. I definitely don't feel good that anybody's house has gone down in value. But I feel somewhat vindicated by this because we were recording podcasts not that long ago talking about how Wellington was heavily overvalued. 
In fact, we did a podcast on the Wanganui district as well about That's why, right. even though there were some people saying, can you get us a property there? There were some developers saying, you know, can you recommend down new builds in that region? We said no, because we didn't have confidence in that particular area, thinking it was quite severely overpriced. And hey, now house prices there are down 15%. There is another one. We did a lot about the Hotafenua district, which has Levin and Foxton. On the deal, we said no to Foxton. House prices there down 11%, for example. And so this is kind of where I see some of the stuff we said a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, coming now into place because those areas were overvalued. Is this your graceful way of saying, I told you so? No, it's my graceful way of saying, <laughs> listen to me over the next 12 months. <laughs> now, let's talk about Queenstown. Just to put this into context, all of New Zealand peaked in November 2021. And so far, through to September 2022, house prices are down 12.6%. Well, Queenstown peaked in July and is only down 1.4%. Now, let's answer the question, though, why might that be the case? Why has Queenstown not fallen as greatly as the rest of the country? And I don't think it's anything necessarily special about Queenstown. I think it's got a lot more to do with what happened prior to the house price peaks and these house price falls. Here's the data, Andrew, over the last three years. And what I've done is I've made it so that New Zealand and Queenstown start at the same point, and here is how it's changed over time. And what we can see is, look how New Zealand accelerated. During that COVID period, they increased in value way more than Queenstown. In fact, the whole New Zealand property market was about 54% increase, a 54% increase from March 2019. And what was Queenstown up? About 39%. So there's an extra, oh, call it 15-odd percent that New Zealand accelerated much faster than Queenstown. Queenstown got left behind, but now what's happening? The rest of the country is falling back into place. And now, you know what, compared to basically the start of 2019, they're about the same. They're about 37% up on where they were in March 2019. So for me, it's not that there's anything special about Queenstown. It's just that the rest of the country sped up, sped ahead, and now they're drifting back and they're roughly at the same place. So it's not that there's anything special about Queenstown with their relatively high income earners or the people who live there have pretty significant wealth because the house prices are high. Perhaps that has some play into it. Maybe they're not as impacted by triple CFA, maybe a little bit. But I think a lot of what's happening there can be explained by the fact that they didn't increase in value as much and so they didn't have as far to fall. Which is interesting because we've just come back from Queenstown actually from last weekend and while tourism has picked up there, the economy as a whole still sounds like it's struggling quite a bit. I mean, this is anecdotal, but talking to some of the restaurant owners there, they're struggling to find staff their tourism is being hit so much it is causing major problems with actually being able to open a lot of their cafes and restaurants so there is still some economic pain being felt there even though the house prices haven't come back and look there could be some insulating factors as I said you know businesses across the country have done relatively well over the last couple of years so perhaps if you're a business owner and you've done quite well you might have the income and now the equity in your other properties to go buy an aspirational property in Queenstown Perhaps some of that demand hasn't come back as much as maybe the middle of the market. There could be some of those insulating factors. 
But the number one thing I would point to is the fact that we're not seeing as big of a drop because Queenstown never got as high as the rest of the country. That's the main driving factor here. And in fact, let's go back and look at some other property market downturns. Here's the data for New Zealand versus Queenstown from 2006 to 2010. And you can see here from kind of early 2008 through to mid-2009, we did have quite a significant period, or the end of 2008, we had this period of house price drops about 10% right across the country. What did we see for Queenstown? Was Queenstown any more insulated? No, not really. There was a couple more drops, but what we really see is the line for Queenstown or their property prices jump all over the show, whereas New Zealand, the rest of the country, is more consistent. Now, the reason behind that is just that with New Zealand, you're looking at enough houses for four and a half to five million people. Queenstown Lakes District Council is about 38,000 people. So you see a lot more variation there. But I'm not seeing any data when we look at the 2008 downturn suggesting that Queenstown was any more protected than anywhere else. So it, using our overvalued, undervalued model, have you got the data on Queenstown at the moment, whether or not it's over or undervalued? I don't have it on my notes in front of me, but what I will do is I'll just jump on our website and go to the Otago Property Market page, which is where I've got all my data for everywhere in Otago, and I can see here it's about 8% overvalued. Now, a couple of months ago, this was a little bit lower. I had it down at about 5.5%, but of course, if everywhere else is dropped in price and Queenstown has maintained, then that's why it has looked slightly overvalued. So I'm not seeing some great opportunity here to buy. While it is true to say that Queenstown hasn't dropped in value as much, I don't think that says anything particularly special about the Queenstown property market. And it'd be quite interesting to dig into the yields at some stage on this as well, because I know that one of the challenges when I look at Queenstown as an investment opportunity is that the rents are pretty soft now, particularly with fewer people coming into New Zealand and maybe basing themselves out of Queenstown and you know the wages maybe not going up as much as people might need to to be able to afford these locations. I looked at one the other day for an investor and the yield was like under 2%. Gross yield was under 2%. I said, it just doesn't make sense. Not when at a time when interest rates are 6%. No. So let me ask you this, Andrew. You're looking at properties all across the country. Is Queenstown on your list? It's always on my list. And I'll tell you why, because people ask for it. And I think it's one of those areas that everyone wants to own something there because they like it themselves. And again, we've just come back from Queenstown and spending time there, it is just one of the nicest places of New Zealand, in my opinion. You come back and you start thinking, oh, I should get a batch there. I should get an investment there. It's not the right way to think as an investment or as an investor. You need to be thinking about do the numbers stack and then use good investments to pay for these kind of things. So Yes, it's on my radar always. I'm always looking for opportunities. I don't think there's anything that's compelling there at the moment. And after 19 years of investing, there hasn't been an opportunity compelling enough for me to personally invest there. So it'd have to be something really good before I recommended it to an investor. And actually, I'll just show you as well the data while I've got it right in front of me. Is Queenstown house prices versus New Zealand house prices across the last 30 years worth of data that we've got. And you can see that Queenstown initially started out a little bit below New Zealand's average, at least when calculated on an index. But what you can see is more or less the property market has run its course basically along the same track. 
as the rest of the country. And so therefore, if you're going to get a better yield in a location that, you know, the same entry level price, then why would you bother? So there we go. That's the reason. Main thing there, Queenstown, yep, hasn't come back as much. Main reason behind that, didn't go up as much in the beginning. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to come in for one of those complimentary portfolio planning sessions, then your next step is to whip out your phone and send us a text. Text the word PLAN to 5522. We'll give you a buzz, see if it's the right fit. Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Knight. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most of the Zealand property market. Until next time.